the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome into the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, retirement, insurance. Trying to get you to retirement is the goal. Sometimes odd things move the stock market, and you have no control over that. Something's odd thing. Sometimes odd things move individual stocks. What moves a stock? That's a really good question. There's four things that move a stock. One could be the direction of the market. If it's up, your stock may be up. If it's a year long that the stock market's up, your stock is maybe up. The second thing that could be of a stock is the sector. Uh, you could be in a semiconductor sector. You could be in a software sector. You could be in finance, and finance could be broken down into like banking, insurance, brokerages. Back in the 1990s, Bill Clinton made a, a law, or Congress made a law, that allowed bankers to become brokers, and brokers to become insurance companies, and insurance companies to become bankers, and they could all mix. It created quite an opportunity, because before they had to have three different buildings to house three different CEOs, to house three different CEO, uh, COOs, to house three different CFOs, um, to house the different type of employees. And then automation came through with computers and regulation changed so that they can merge. So there's, those are two things that can move the stock that you own. The stock market's direction, the sector, is it in favor or is it not in favor? Then it comes down to the individual company. You can be the best of breed. Um, let's take the semiconductor world right now with NVIDIA. Um, the rage right now is AI chips and graphical processing units, GPUs. GPUs can be used for autonomous driving and video games. Um, if you've ever played a good video game, like a Forza, um, they're powered by companies like NVIDIA's semiconductors that can kind of scan the horizon, create a 3D model, show what an impact of you running into a stop sign. So it kind of automatically goes from the video game to the real world, right? So you can be a hot stock in a hot sector in a hot stock market. Those are three things that move a stock. And the next one is called visibility. And that's where things like the Federal Reserve become super important. When they lower interest rates, they make it easier for companies to borrow money and easier for companies to invest money. The cost of money goes down. The opportunity goes up for taking risk, for taking chances. Visibility is an important one. COVID, we didn't have a lot of visibility. March 2020, what's next year going to look like? We didn't know. Stock market pooped its pants. It didn't know what to do. Slowly, it started figuring out, hey, here's some stocks that should do well. Peloton, we laugh at now. People are never going to go to the gym again. It's unsafe. People are coughing. People are sweating. Peloton did really well during the pandemic because the visibility there was high. But the visibility for a company like a Disney going to theme parks was low. 
Those are the four things that move a stock. Here's another funny one that moves a stock. And this is like, like I said, sometimes these, you can't predict these things. The Dow Jones indices are going to make some following changes to the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the Dow Jones Transportation Average prior to the open on February 26th. So it's right around the corner. You're going to see Uber is going to join the Dow Jones Transportation Average. A little bit of a shock. I own Uber. I told you I was buying Uber. I made it one of my big stocks of 2023. Um, because I like the direction it was going and potentially being added to the S&P 500 because of four quarters of profitability. It was big enough. Check. That was an easy one to figure out. Four quarters of profitability. You could kind of see where it was headed after two or three. And that helped the stock gain a little bit of momentum. And now it's going to gain a little bit more momentum because it's being added to the Dow Jones transportation average. I'm a little surprised by that one I, that I didn't think of it. Amazon's going to be added to the Dow Jones industrial average. I wish Amazon was added to the Dow Jones Industrial Average a trillion dollars ago in market cap, or half a trillion, let's, let's be fair. It's so big now joining, it kind of makes you wonder, um, is it too big? So for the record, I own shares of Amazon and Uber. Uh, Consult a broker advisor by taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. Um, but... Kind of odd. They're both up today because they're being added to the indices in a couple of weeks. And if you have an indice like uh, Dow Jones Transports, which are fantastic. I don't mention this one enough. If you want to see where the market's going, look at the Dow Jones Transportation Average. It tends to move three to six months before the stock market moves. If we're building goods, manufacturing goods, we ultimately have to ship them to you. And that we put them on a plane. We put them on a train. And you can kind of see six months in advance because Wall Street's a discounting mechanism. If we're building things, hedge funds and smart money start saying, well, we're going to have to ship them now. So the Dow Jones transportation average tends to be a pretty good indicator of where the stock market's going. I feel like I'm dying. I'm giving you all my secrets. <laughs> It's not that good, but you get the idea. Apple announced three funny things in the last 24 hours. Again, this time it's not going to move the stock. If your phone gets wet, tap it with your hand. Tap your iPhone against your hand with the connector facing down to let the liquid drip out. Don't put it in a bag of rice. Then leave it in a dry area. Um... The company warned that smaller particles of rice can damage your phone. Okay. Good to know. We've all seen people rush to get their phone in a freezer. We've all seen people put their phones in a bag of rice. I've done it. Another fun thing about Apple is they just released a sports app that you can go get today. And the nice thing about that is they're not trying to sell ads yet. And it's just the sports information that you want to see as fast as you want to see it. So if you want to see just scores, Apple should call the app just scores. They're not trying to serve up anything else other than scores, which Apple's got a thing on their uh, homepage that you can add to stocks and I can look at my portfolio and it's just stocks. I don't think that's a game changer, but I think that's a really smart app for them. And the person who does 
look at their sports scores. Maybe down the road, they'll want to buy some apps that support streaming games that they're checking sports scores on. And one more thing Apple told us, again, not necessarily a game changer, is closing your phone's background apps does nothing to conserve battery life. In fact, it may use more battery. So they say just leave them open. Apple recommends you only close an app if it's unresponsive. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. My YouTube channel is probably my favorite way of getting all my content aggregated. You can hear the radio show. You can watch my TV spots that I do four times a day, uh, four times a week. And you can see some of my longer form that I do with EP Wealth, interviewing Adam Phillips on market strategy. Check it out. Uh, YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I talk a lot of investing in economy. On occasion, I'll talk retirement. I'll talk taxes, personal finance. I'll talk about life. I do think that we're on this planet once. Um, I don't know about the afterlife. I'm not smart enough to figure that stuff out. I do want you to live a life. One of the areas of personal finance where I have failed you, and I realize this, is I don't talk a lot about singles. I talk about a lot about my life and how it plays out. I don't talk about people who choose not to be married. Couples, dinks, dual income, no kids. Um, I'm going to try to rectify that. I'm going to try to fix that. Elder care planning for family members is kind of some of the stuff we'll talk about on this show. What about married couples who have no children or whose family members don't live nearby? Um, trying to help each other can be a daunting chat task. State planning is just as important for people who are single as it is for people who are couples. You need to draft a durable power of attorney. Who are you going to give that to? You need to name someone as your attorney, in fact, to make financial decisions on your behalf should you become incapacitated. That's a tough one to have a conversation with yourself. It's an easier one to have a conversation with your spouse. But I've never even thought of that. I have a good friend that we've kind of grown apart. Um, He would have been my go-to power of attorney. He would have been the guy that I give that to. That if I was in a car crash and put in a coma, someone's going to have to make financial decisions for me. Paying my rent, paying my mortgage. Decisions on my investments. So you need to draft a durable power of attorney, whether you're a married couple or single. You need to name someone that you trust on your behalf could be a family member like a brother or sister could be your next door neighbor if you die without a will state law determines how assets will be distributed no state has a statutory list of people to make financial decisions for you but if you die the state will say okay well the car who are we going to give that to they're going to look for next to kin they're going to look for brother sister mother father they're not going to look at neighbor 
you may have wanted to give your car to a neighbor or you may want to have given it to um, a charity. The one charity that I towards cars is in my head right now. That song, that song, that song. One, eight, seven, seven. Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put that song in your head. Cars for kids. K-A-A. No. That's the worst, isn't it? When a song gets in your head that you don't want in your head. So anyway, if you're single, you need a durable power of attorney. Because if you die, where are your assets going to go to? Where are your stocks? Where are your bonds? Where's your car? Where's your home? Oftentimes, it's adult children. I can name my adult child an executor or a power of attorney. Um, I wouldn't want to name my kid the executor of my wealth because you know what? I've got another kid and I don't want one kid having that power over the other kid or perceived power or pressure. Um, Now every child turns out the same way. Not every child is perfect plus 5%. A lot of kids disappoint. A lot of kids disappoint. And putting the pressure on one of your children to divvy up your assets, I think, is a mistake. You know who would be, who's perfect for me? It would be someone like a CFP, Chad Burton, because I know he's fair. He would look at my two kids and he'd say, your dad would have wanted each to get half, and that's what you're going to get. Um, there's not going to be one gets the car, one gets the house. Um, one doesn't want the household. They want to live in it. Like, no, 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 no. So although adult children often fill the role of who we pass assets on to, maybe someone who's single doesn't have a child. If you don't know anyone who fills the bill of who you trust, you can always hire a professional, such as an estate planning attorney, a trust company. These are people who are considered professional fiduciaries. I think that's a better choice than giving the power to have your kids fight with each other a good friend of the family her mother just passed i've been talking about it recently on the show she's was in long-term care it was a struggle struggle to pay the bills struggle to take care of her her brother um and her thought about how to take care of mom about who's gonna get the house about how everything's gonna play out now what happens if you're single And the person you hire to be your power of attorney or your executor or to head your trust, what if they die? Um, It's pretty fascinating. So you're going to have to update this every three to five years. What if the person you choose to be your healthcare proxy becomes incapacitated? It's a question that I've never had in my mind. Like it's, that's one of the areas, like I said, I fail you on during the show. And if you default to someone in your own age group, what you're setting yourself up to do is basically be 80 years old and have an 80-year-old take over your estate who may not have the mind to do it anymore, who may not want to do it anymore, or they may die or become incapacitated before you do. So it's always typically a good idea to find someone maybe 20, 25 years younger than you. Um, Odd things, a lot of single people have pets. I understand it. I have a pet. Um, zero one one zero one one one. Um, I know you're saying that's a funny name to give a dog. Well, one. she didn't identify as male or female. She was kind of binary, so I figured out I was just perfect. <laughs> you know, how fun it is to, do, to say that at the dog park and have people just look confused. So, if your dog becomes, if you give your pet becomes incapacitated, what happens? 
So that's why you need to have an estate plan. That's why you need to have an executor. That's why you need to have someone uh, with a power of attorney. You still need to do it. And again, it's much tougher decisions, in my opinion, because it breaks a lot of the norms. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Uh, NVIDIA reports today, it's going to be a big, big report. Is it going to say there's enough gas to keep stocks afloat, or is it going to say we're a little bit tired and we got overextended? Anyhow, NVIDIA tonight after Mark closes. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Yesterday was an interesting day on Wall Street as markets turned. We're going to find out why in just a second when we talk to Patrick O'Hare. And is this break in the market long sought after coming to reason? Is it, we're not going to get the interest rate cuts that we want as soon as we want? Is it irrational? Is it irrational? Is it a pause to reflect or is it a buy on the dip? Um, The market's open lower today, so there's some continuation of that. Joining me now from briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare. Mr. O'Hare, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. So good to be back with you. Good to be here. Um, good to be here. The market's kind of turned on us yesterday. And when I turned on financial media late in the afternoon, there was a lot of talk that um, this was long overdue. A lot of people were like, I knew it. We were right um, after being wrong for four months on the market continually to push higher. Uh, a lot of thought was going to be on Palo Alto Networks and how they reported after the market closed. And today, on after the close on how NVIDIA reports, would we justify the big move up that we've had, or would we say it went too far too fast and it needs some more catalysts down the roads? What are you reading into the last, I guess, 24 hours on the stock market? Right. Well, you know, you have to do take a step back and remember that the, you know, the market's been up 14 of the last 16 weeks. So yeah, uh, it's been um, <laughs> nearly a straight line trajectory. We've gone up, you know, I think the SP 500 was up over about. 22% from its lows in October, right? Just just an astounding move, really great. And uh, and there was a lot of, you know, there was it was a fundamentally based move uh, in one respect, but at the same time, you caught a lot of momentum in that move and uh, it created some speculative excess. And so you have a market that is probably over overstretched here and, and due for a period of consolidation. And of course, that butts up against, you know, probably the most important earnings report, uh, certainly this earnings season, uh, after the close today, uh, that being the one from NVIDIA, because, you know, a lot of this, uh, not a, a portion of the rally that we've seen has been predicated on the AI enthusiasm, and there's no better standard bearer for that enthusiasm than NVIDIA, which was at one point, I think, up about 50% for the year at its high before it pulled back recently. So I'm looking at briefing.com, and on your homepage, it does a really nice job of updating the market, a lot of data to go through. But on the stock market update, it says, ongoing selling activity at NVIDIA ahead of earnings this afternoon, consolidation mindset after the big run, and a big loss in Palo Alto Networks after issuing disappointing guidance. That does about sum it up, right? Um, We were waiting for something to break positive or negative in the stock side of the story. Uh, we still don't have the interest rate cut. I mean, there's other things that we're waiting for, but that does sum it up pretty nicely. Um, 
I, I guess let's move to the Fed. Uh, a lot of people yesterday were talking about um, no six rate cuts this year. In fact, there's three governors, I believe, on the Federal Reserve who have another interest rate hike this year. And that's starting to make itself into financial media, which is, I guess, not scaring people, but giving people something to think about. Yeah, right. If I could just, just inject one other point on what we just talked about, too. You sure. talked about Palo Alto Networks, right? That stock's down 26%, you know. Um, it, it's just a huge move, and I think it's it's reflective of, you know, how far a lot of stocks have run and how high the expectations have gotten. And if you don't meet those super high expectations, boy, do you pay a price. I mean, Palo Alto Networks, uh, you know, Good company. It's in a sweet spot in terms of where it operates uh, and mm-hmm. cybersecurity. And, you know, would agree with the CEO's contention that, you know, you're not falling into a cybersecurity abyss. You know, there's going to be a constant need for cybersecurity software. But um, not, yeah, I'm not an individual stock analyst, but I'm just saying when you look at how far that stock has dropped off because it failed to live up to really high expectations, it creates this nervous energy in front of a report from, you know, a standard bearer like NVIDIA. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of holding back the market here, certainly today. Um, now, with respect to the Fed, uh, we're going to get the minutes from the January 30, 31 FOMC meeting today. They're going to have a hawkish sounding tilt to it. We know this because Fed Chair Powell pretty much told us at the press conference right after the decision. And we've heard from a number of Fed officials who have said, look, you know, we can be patient. Uh, here and we need to be patient here. We need to see more data before we're fully convinced that inflation's on a sustainable track back toward that two percent target and will remain there once it gets there. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprise in these minutes uh, to you know truly upset the market. Um, you know, if anything, maybe there's the element of a you know possibly a positive surprise if the market chooses to focus on comments related to the Fed's balance sheet. Uh, activity and, and perhaps pulling back on its quantitative tightening activity. Uh, Fed Chair Powell also said that that's going to be, you know, up for um, more considerate discussion, you know, at the next meeting. So, um, but I do think that, you know, uh, the stock market is has its eyes glued to the NVIDIA earnings report after the close, but has really tolerated the idea of the Fed cutting fewer times this year a lot better than people probably would have expected. And the reason being, really, is that the economy continues to hold up better than expected in spite of all of the rate hikes. And so long as the employment data continues to point to a pretty strong labor market that should continue to support consumer spending, uh, you know, stocks will probably continue to hang in there with rates holding higher for longer. I'm not doing a great interview today. I'm going to jump all over the place. I'm going to go back to Palo Alto Networks, and it's a stock that I've wanted to own, but I couldn't because it got too much momentum, got ahead of itself. What it's doing today, down 26%, down 96 bucks to 270 it's wiped out 45 days in the market this year. That's all it's done. It's wiped out January and through February 15th. It's still up from the October period uh, when stocks started going crazy higher, um, in 2023. So I like days like this. It makes me kind of a weirdo. And I know that contrarian is what you'll call me. Um, but I like opportunities. And I, I think, would I be surprised if NVIDIA wiped out its ear gains? Nope. Because we just learned an example from Palo Alto Network that it can happen just like that on one quarter. Yeah. And I, I agree with the CEO. Cybersecurity is going to be around. But it's it's been one of those companies I just won't chase. And it teaches patience. Um, 
because I've liked the earnings. Let's talk about earnings real quick. We are almost done with earnings season now. Um, that's part of what moves stocks in the long term. Uh, any thoughts on uh, if you were to give a report card to the first quarter? Uh, I guess it was fourth quarter earnings season. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'll check one other point on what you just said again here. Um, okay. How many people do you think are just hoping NVIDIA disappoints tonight? so that they can buy it at lower levels, right? So, yeah. you know, the AI secular growth theme is just getting started. So, um, you know, you might see a real punishing uh, blow here if they do disappoint. But, you know, I would venture to bet that there's going to be a willingness to buy on that weakness, uh, you know, not too far after the blow has suffered. But so having said that, the earnings reporting season overall, I guess you would deem better than expected. Have okay. S&P 500 earnings growth up about Three, a little over three percent year over year. Um, I think when the uh, at December thirty first, yeah, analysts were projecting growth of about one and a half percent. So um, nothing too extraordinary. It kind of is following that historical trend of, of typically coming in about two to three percentage points better than what analysts had projected. Uh, revenues holding up. They're up about four percent year over year. Not quite as high as what uh, respective five and ten year averages are there, but. Still seeing some some growth in that respect, and um, and earnings estimates overall seem to be holding fairly steady. Um, you're not seeing any you know real cuts to the forward 12 month earnings estimate. Uh, you still see a calendar 24 estimate that calls for about 10.7 percent year over year growth. I think that was around 11 percent when the year began, so not a real drop off there. So uh, there's still you know a feeling of optimism out there, but it's Again, though, it's rooted, you know, largely in that continued dominance, continued strength of those mega cap stocks, which are just carrying the day uh, as it relates to the earnings growth picture. Is there anything that you're working on that you want to chime in and give us some insights on? Well, something I'm kind of mulling over here for the big picture column this week is just, you know, uh, we're in a bull market. You know, we're up over 20% from that October low. And, and oftentimes in bull markets, you tend to run with blinders on. And, and when I'm driving it out, you kind of don't pay attention to those risks out there because you get so caught up in the, you know, the trending move and the excitement of stocks trading higher. And then lo and behold, something comes out of left field that really upsets that dynamic. And so, might be more of a, a painting a picture of potential risk factors here that you need to be aware of uh, and perhaps hedge for, which doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're selling stocks altogether. It's just meaning, you know, following strategies that help protect against downside in the event there's a risk that comes up that upsets the apple cart here. Sounds interesting and good. Um, also, we have the election this year. Do you think the elections are going to have much play in the stock market? Um this is it's certainly on a lot of people's headline news mind. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it will certainly have some play in the market, you know, as we get a little bit further into the year here. I think mm-hmm. we kind of have a sense of who the two candidates are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it'll probably have a lot to do with, you know, how the market thinks the composition of Congress will, you know, what that will look like, um, you know, after the election, too, because that will help dictate whether you could get changes in tax policy, um, you know, we'll have a sense of whether, you know, who's in office, whether there's going to be a stronger push for maybe tariffs uh, on imported Chinese goods or, or maybe less That's of right. a push. And so uh, we just need a little bit more time here to see kind of how that's going to shake out. But, yeah, it's definitely going to come into play a little bit more demonstrably as the year presses on.
Well, with February, the year just got a lot more interesting. Thank you very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, a reliable source of international and domestic news that you can use. I'm Rob Black. This interview featured on The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. Let's hit a lot of quick topics in this segment. Tinder is going to require video selfies to verify user IDs as dating app crime, especially with the use of AI, is surging. I don't have to think about this. I hit 50 years old a couple years ago, and the whole idea of dating apps is completely foreign to me. Um, I think it's a good thing. It's a weird thing, but <clears throat> catfishing and... I think there's some horrible terms that I don't even know if I want to repeat here. It's it's very problematic. Tenders can allow users to view public records information of prospective dates. That's a story from 2021, where in 2021 they got partnered with a company called Garba, who would do background checks on individuals including arrest, convictions, restraining orders, harassment, and other violent crimes. I'm not a woman. You know how he started the show at this, and I talked about, um, I've kind of failed people who are single or dual income with no kids because I, I, I base the show on me. Um, another area that I fail the show is I'm not a woman, and these perspectives on like divorce and money, it, it's not the same idea to me as it is to, say, a woman. I couldn't imagine being a woman on a dating app now that I've read Back in 2021, Match introduced a background check platform. Um, you imagine swiping right or swiping left, whichever it is, and then being on a date and learning the hard way that this guy is a sexual predator and he's got convictions tied towards it. So Tinder is going to expand that from 2021 to now making you do a selfie video and upload a copy of your driver's license or passport. Now, that's where I get kind of weird on this. Do I want, and again, I'm going to speak for my kids. Do I want my kids uploading their information that can be stolen and hacked? I don't. But matches get 67% better results if you're verified. It's, it's the same problem that's running into um, Twitter and X, right? People are big and brave until they actually have to be, you know, present who they are. And people are horrible, horrible. Before the internet was the internet, back in the 1990s, I did a nationwide show. And it was interesting because one of the big areas where people would post comments was on Yahoo Stocks pages. So if you go to Yahoo, hit finance, type in uh, meta, you would see messaging from the last 24 hours, 48 hours. And I was living on the East Coast. I was wanting to come to move to the West Coast 25 years ago. And girl that I was dating was reading some of the comments. And she goes, you know, these people, you just said that you think Exodus, not Exodus Communications, um, some microsystems are going to go to zero. People would punch in the ticker symbol S-U-N-W and you'd see the stock price, but underneath it, you'd see messages. And she was reading there. She goes, people want to like pop your eyes out and kill you. I'm like, ah, they're just saying that. <laughs> and it's actually kind of interesting because she was scared I wasn't. When I did get to California, 
there was a stalker. Um, I don't think she was dangerous. I just think she was crazy as heck. Uh, I don't want to give out any names. There was a restraining order put in place, but she would email my bosses in television um, because I didn't want to see her. Um, she made efforts to meet me at seminars and stuff like that. And I was like, this is just awkward. Please don't kind of thing. And I don't know. I've never had a girl brush on me to the point that it was awkward. Um, and now don't you feel bad for women? I do. Um, because men are scarier than women. So she was, she didn't scare me, but it got to the point where she started emailing my bosses in television, not once, but 300 times in a day. And I, I, I begged her to stop. Don't email me. Don't email my bosses. And she kept doing it. So I got a restraining order. The police went out to her, served her. That 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 sent her into a, a, a fit of rage. Um, she didn't show up for the court appearance. She automatically lost. And I never heard from her again. I, I don't know how that story ends, but Tinder requiring video selfies, I think, sounds like a pretty good idea to me. But again, giving up your government data on a, a driver's license, I don't know how I feel about that. But if there's going to be businesses, I we need to protect people. And dating app scams are on the rise with people being duped into promises of love. If you send me $200 so I can you know, book a plane ticket. If you send me $5,000 so I can um, keep my business running until I can get to you. So in-app background checks, it's a thing. Um, dating app scams and AI, you know, there's now bots that can scam you. And these scams are known as pig butchering and romance scam. So anyhow, uh, the idea of Russian hackers breaking into Tinder and stealing my kid's ID information, I don't like that. But I don't know what the answer is either, to be quite honest with you. Um, line cutting businesses are huge businesses. Think about this. You know how I like subscriptions and total addressable markets? Um, would you invest in a company that helps you skip lines? Clear membership with TSA allows you to skip airport security for $189 a year. It's got 19 million subscribers. Tinder charges $499 a month to skip the virtual queue and have their dating profile prioritized. Ski resorts offer fast track passes for ski lifts at extra prices. Universal Studios has an express pass for skipping lines in the theme park starting at $110 in addition to having to buy a ticket. Have you ever thought skipping in line, cutting in line would become a business model? Sure. First class airplanes, right? Um, online banks, real quick. Um, the best yield savings accounts. I use a company called Flourish because I've got a financial planning relationship with EP Wealth and they use Flourish. They've made a banking relationship with them. I'm getting five and a quarter percent on my money. Um, that can change in any day, so don't count on that. Use a bank that you trust. Like I've heard of Everbank. I've never heard of Basque Bank, but it doesn't mean they're bad. I've heard of Synchrony. I've heard of Betterment. Um, I've heard of SoFi. I've heard of American Express. Um, do some research before you go for the best rate with someone you've never heard of. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. 
Good day. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.